Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. You know, one of the first things that I tell my clients and students is that they need to up-level their environment immediately. Uh, some of them respond with, I'll, you know, I'll get where I'm going first, and then I'll, I'll start upgrading my house, my car, et cetera, you know, when I have the money and the resources. In most, case, most cases, by the way, this is detrimental because your current environment is created out of your past consciousness. Now, I want you to just to think about this briefly for a moment. Your, and you might want to make, just write this down. It's very important. Your current environment is created out of your past consciousness. So if you don't support yourself and where you want to go by changing the structures in which you live, travel, work, associate, socialize, and play, you're going to fall right back into your old consciousness. You will become saturated by it all over again. And this is why so many people go to a seminar, um, they get completely inspired, they go home, and then nothing changes in their life. They don't change their environment to reflect the new consciousness, so their old environment draws them right back in. So let me tell, tell you how to change first your intellectual environment. Your environment has many facets, okay? Intellectual, physical, emotional, and business. And you should strive to up-level all of them. So let's address your intellectual environment. Your intellectual or inner environment, if your intellectual or inner environment, is toxic it doesn't matter much how opulent your surroundings are, your environment is toxic. If you want to be the person that you're meant to be, your thoughts must be in harmony with a vision for yourself. If they aren't, you must change the way that you're thinking. Now, I was raised in an environment that was intellectually, intellectually stimulating to a degree, but it was also extremely dogmatic. My family had specific beliefs about people, races, work, money, employment, and life that never really changed all of their lives. As I began to study and open up my mind, I became aware of the thoughts from the belief system that would pop up out of nowhere, thoughts that would be completely out of harmony with the direction in which I wanted to go. I didn't want to have those thoughts running through my mind anymore, so I decided to change them. I systematically and consistently started feeding my mind with new ideas that kept me moving where I wanted to go. I read voraciously, and I still do. I turned my car into a virtual listening library with audio cassettes. Yeah, you can laugh. That's a long time ago, cassettes, um, where I had, you know, seminars, uh, books on tape, and, you know, any kind of inspiring materials that I could get my hands on. The thing is, is it worked. The old program thoughts from my childhood popped up less often, and instead I began to have a richer inner life that reflected who I really am and what I actually believe. So if you want to up-level your thoughts, pay attention to what you're feeding in your mind, what you're listening to, what you're seeing, what you're watching. Watch less mindless TV. Consider that you can also be entertained by brilliant, inspiring ideas. 
Embrace learning is fun. Know that expanding your mind leads directly to expanding your life. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also think that even if you're watching something that's mindless, if you ask different questions about what you're observing, it can be unbelievably educational from uh, an intellectual perspective, a spiritual perspective, a self-growth perspective. And what, what that does is it allows you to develop new core meanings about the things that you experience in life. Read and listen to inspire, inspiring and enriching material. It really, you want to start to saturate your mind with it, right? It's, um, it's like it, you want to surround yourself with it, is what it really is. Uh, old program thoughts are really very much like an old boat anchor, okay? It keeps you tied to the old way of life, and it does not allow you to progress forward very much at all. So... You want to make a consistent effort to change the way that you think, and you'll find that your thoughts um, really lift you up instead of hold you down. They'll support you in becoming the person that you're meant to be. Now, your current intellectual, physical, social, and business environments were largely created from beliefs and experiences that no longer fit your goals and the vision for where you want to go. If you're on a path of growth... Upgrade your physical environment to reflect not where you were, but where you want to go. Otherwise, your old consciousness is going to actually draw you back into the place that you are right now. So think about it like this. It's like immersion therapy, okay? You are changing everything about your environment that you possibly can in the moment to reflect the vision in your head as closely as you can to where it is that you want to go. Um, years ago, a great network marketing trainer by the name of John K. Lynch was describing the ways in he, he had transformed his physical environment into something very beautiful. And I was inspired and realized that I had not done the same. So I took a mental inventory of everything in my environment, asking myself, if I were the success that I wanted to be, would this be here? Now I want you to think. If I were the success I wanted to be, would this be here? So I want you to ask yourself that question. Write it down. If I were the success I wanted to be, would this be here? The environment is comprised of three things. People, places, and things. Now that's your external environment. We already just started discussing your internal environment. Systematically, if it was not part of where I wanted to be, I got rid of it. The moment that I started to notice it, I got rid of it. I began replacing those items in my environment with things that reflected the success that I wanted to experience in my life. I did this with everything from clothes to furniture to automobiles to the way that I traveled, the friends that I hung around, and where I went socially. If you're thinking you'd have to replace nearly everything on your own, you're probably right. You're probably right. Start with the old sofa. Start with the ripped coat that you've had hanging around since high school or the car that you parked down the street so that your clients won't see it. And then keep going. Every time you think, I hate that lamp or why do I keep that ugly desk, 
Get rid of it. And here's the other thing. Just give it away. Keep leveling, up-leveling until everything in your environment reflects the richness that you're within, okay, that you have within yourself. Treat yourself as first class as often as you possibly can. Now, this is a challenge. There's no question about it. If you can't afford to move into a house with a spectacular view, make the view you do have as nice as it can be. I love fresh flowers. There's always something blooming at my home inside and out. Surrounding yourself with beauty doesn't have to cost a fortune either, but you do need to embrace the challenge. So you need to push yourself as far as you can. When I started doing this exercise, absolutely everything began to shift. I started to propel forward very rapidly because my old consciousness was no longer holding me back. I stepped up into an even greater, in a higher uh, place within myself that actually was my birthright. It's what, it's what I wanted to be for me. And everything around me began to reflect that as well. So understand greatness is your birthright also. It really is. So look around. What's the first thing that you're going to replace? Just pause for a moment, look around your environment, just pick one thing and say, that I'm going to replace immediately. Now get up and put it by the door and go take it to goodwill or give it to somebody else who could use it. Bless somebody else. It blessed you for a period of time. Now you can bless somebody else with it. If you want to realize your potential, you need your environment to reflect back to you where you want to go. So I'm going to ask you a question. Who is in your life? Who do you allow in your life? Now remember, it's your life, okay? The things that you read, how you live and work, and the people that you associate with should inspire you. They should show you who you can be and who you really are. I often tell people, show me five of your closest friends and I'll tell you what your future is going to look like, right? Who is around you? So now let's talk about the people in your life. After uh, my first seminar that I, that I went to, f- to learn, not the first seminar that, that I ever taught, which happened to be a Tony Robbins event, I came home totally inspired. For the first time in my life, I felt that I could do better than working on the dock that I was working on, and I had more hope than I ever had before. Then, you know, so let me just mention this also, because I tell people this very frequently. And this was just my personal experience. This was going back to like 1993, 94, in that that time frame. When I went to that seminar, I had never seen so many positive people in one place at the same time. That's how much negativity I was around all my life. So while it was a bit of a culture shock, it was also one of the most inspiring things that I ever experienced, and I remember it vividly to this day. But after I got done... I, after I went and I, and I was going to, you know, really think about what I could do with my life, um, and I came back from the seminar, I had a relative actually ask me, very sarcastically, are you a millionaire yet? Um, I, felt the, I felt in that moment like I had been kicked in the stomach. I wanted to burst into tears. Similar things happened repeatedly. I would go to an event be really flying, and then people would start making comments. 
and I would crash right to the ground. When I asked my mentor about it, he said, the only person who could control your environment is you. Why do you tolerate toxic things in your life? And I didn't know. I had to think about it. But I realized he was right. I had to be in control of what I allowed in my environment. Otherwise, I would stay stuck where I was. So how do you get where you want to go? You may be feeling a little uncomfortable, and I totally realize that, um, because you have strong attachments to people in your life. You may feel obligated or guilty. Other people may be trying to manipulate you or make you feel guilty. But you have to ask yourself, if your loved ones are trying to hold you back and undermine you, how loving are they really being? Changing the people in my life was a slow process in the beginning, and I had to accept and, and, and owe myself um, really much more than anyone else that it was my responsibility to do this. It wasn't anybody else's responsibility, and nobody was leaving on their own. I used to say, you know, I left a long time ago, and they don't even know that I'm gone because they're so wrapped up in their own thoughts. So if you're not coming from the best you can be, you're only giving part of yourself to someone else anyway. And then neither of you is getting much out of your relationship or your life. You are special. You are very special. And I think that, not from an egotistical way, but from an understanding of that every person has a specialness to them because they, every person has a unique purpose, talents, and gifts that they're here to express. Jane Wilhite, who runs uh, PSI Seminars, said, I don't want to spend any time with anybody who doesn't think that I'm special. Now, if that sounds arrogant to you, I want you to think again. She's talking about the specialness that comes from accepting your gifts and what you're here to do. It, comes, it really comes from accepting, and this is difficult for some people at first, but accepting their divine purpose in life. If that's what you really want, you have to surround yourself with others who are going to do that too. You and your loved ones can inspire each other. You can soar together and have an absolutely beautiful life. Isn't that what you really want? Isn't that what you really deserve? So you have to face the truth. If so, start facing the truth about the people in your life. Do they add value to your life or do they subtract from it? If they subtract and you want to stay together, can the relationship be transformed? If it can, that's a great thing. If not, you want to move forward. And the only answer may be letting go of that person, really letting them go. Now, none of this is easy. I'm aware of that. But if it frees you to be the person that you're meant to be, and you get to live your life as the person that you were really meant to be, isn't that worth it versus going through your whole life which goes by at a pretty good clip, by the way, to find out that you sacrificed the person that you wanted to be just so you could be comfortable with the people that were around you. I think that the former is much more important. I've been encouraging you to change your intellectual, physical, and social environments so that they reflect back to where you want to go. Now I'm urging you to do the same around your business. So the idea here is that you raise your standard, okay? Um, we do seminars, whole chunks of seminars, VIP days, around people raising their standards in their life. People sometimes think I'm joking when I say this. Um, 
my mentor used to say to me, you have to ride in the front of the plane in the back of the car. And he was serious when he said it to me, and I'm serious saying it to you. You should travel through your life first class. You should travel through your life first class. If your business or in your business, you, have, you realize you have to raise your standard, you have to keep reaching forward, or what ends up happening is you stagnate back. You go backwards. Look around your office. Does it, does it inspire you? Is it opulent? Is your desk beautiful and functional? If you like flowers, is there a vase of them nearby? Is your chair comfortable? Um, do you have a top-of-the-line computer? Is there art on the walls? Is the floor clean and uncluttered? Um, do you have, are you organized? Is your, is your office organized? Is your business organized? If not, your office environment is holding you back, and you need to start upgrading it right away. Now, the next thing that I'm going to get to here is something that really challenges people even more than what I've already gone through. Um, and it is a, it's an issue that people have that can be so easily transformed in almost every business. The idea is that a person raises their rates. Now, I want you to think about this. Some people will be all too happy to run out and buy a new desk, but you can't just increase your spending. You have to raise your standard on the revenue side as well. That means raising your rates or your prices. I have met brilliant people who don't believe they're worth charging a premium for their services, and so they don't. Some of these people would love to live a great lifestyle and have done so by taking on all types of debt, yet they still won't demand a premium for the quality that they provide or the outcome that they provide for another person. As long as they're reluctant to receive at least the equivalent of what they're giving, their business and their life will re basically reflect their impoverishment. They're, they have no choice. They stay stuck in that place. And they're going to stay stuck in that place all of their life. Um, when you raise your prices, this is where... Because, like, like, think about this for a second. Anybody could just raise their rates, right? We could... Right now, we could be charging $5 for something, and then tomorrow we could say we're going to charge 20 You could be charging 5000 and then tomorrow you say you're going to charge 20000 That is just adding a couple of zeros to a rate. So why is it so difficult for a person to do this? <clears throat> well, primarily it's difficult for them because the piece that comes into this activity requires deep personal growth. A person has to grow into doing that. And part of it is the, the idea of, am I worthy? I want you to raise your standard across the board. Don't wait till you get there. Do it everywhere in your life until it becomes comfortable. Treat yourself like your own king or queen. When you start walking in those big shoes, you subconsciously set yourself up to go right to the top, and you can get to the top very quickly. It doesn't have to take a long time. Now, I'm not saying that raising your standards will be easy. It might be very difficult for some people, but here's what I am saying. Do it anyway. Do it regardless. 
Give yourself the experience of feeling well-paid. It's an amazing experience when you actually pay yourself what it is that you're worth. If you do, you'll be amazed at the transformation that occurs in your life. Now, the idea here is that you, you have to keep going, okay? Raise your rates, beautify your office, your house, then keep expanding. Up-leveling is a continuous reaching for a higher vision and a higher version of yourself. You have to then grow into that vision and version of yourself and then reach even higher again. And the process, in the process, I should say, you become the full expression of who you were meant to be. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when are you going to be the lead role in your own life? So I'm going to give you some action steps that I want you to take um, to help you get where it is that you want to go. It's not enough to just sit around and contemplate change. You have to take action steps. And they must be action steps that lead you where you want to go. So it's not just any action. Uh, in the science of getting rich, it's called efficient action, meaning that that the action is directly correlated to the destination that you want to end up with. So I have nine of those steps for you, okay? Uh, and I'm going to say that I'll make each one very clear in the number in the number order. Number one, make a decision. We often want a guarantee before making a decision, but that's not how the universe works. You must make a decision first to follow your dream or your goal, and then the path to it will start to appear. And it won't start to appear before you make the decision. Now, I want you to think about something. You've been prompted to do certain things already. Not everybody becomes aware of that, that first step or the second step or the tenth step that's in front of them. You're listening to it. So think for a moment. Why? Why me? Now, I, used, I thought about that a long time ago. Like, I watched all my friends. Nobody cared about up-leveling their life. Everybody was stuck in a factory job or a labor job or, you know, blue-collar job, which is fine if that's what a person wants in their life. I wanted something different. But it used to cross my mind frequently that I was getting opportunities to do things that were putting ideas in my mind to up-level my life, and they weren't, or at least not that I'm aware of anyway. So I think that you that it's, it's, it's very significant to understand the fact that the promptings that you have from within that are attracting things without to come into your life as opportunities for you to do something are extremely significant, but only if you make the decision to do them. If you start to get in fear and you become a no person, you immediately stop and begin to go backwards because nothing stays the same. We're always in a state of growth or we're in a state of death. And I mean death uh, literally because you, you were born and we're all going to die, but death also figuratively that, that if, if, you're, if something is not growing, it's coming down, right? You're either busy, your, your relationships, for instance, 
They're either growing and expanding and becoming more lovingful and rewarding and fruitful and enjoyful, or they're becoming more contentious. They're becoming more argumentative. They're becoming more jealous. They're becoming more resentful. Um, the lack of intimacy, uh, people not talking to each other, just not bringing you the kind of joy. It's that, folks, that's not happening on its own. That's not something that's magically um, taking place that you don't have any control over. It's because of who you're showing up as in the relationship. Now, that's whether it's a relationship just with you or your partner or your friends or your coworkers, your business, people that you socialize with. Everything is either in a state of growth or a state of death. Nothing stays the same. So you have to be a person that makes a decision from a place of surrendering to what comes into your life, saying yes to it, and then stepping into the growth that is required for that yes, right? If you would accept this maxim for yourself, I think that it'll help you along that journey. And that is you have to learn to become comfortable being uncomfortable. That's right. You have to learn to become comfortable being uncomfortable. It was one of the things that my mentor taught me, and it really shifted something in my mind because I was always in a state of being uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. And I didn't like it because there was fear involved. There was some anxiety involved. There was, what if I make a mistake? What if I screw this up? What if I can't do it? You know, all the voices that we have going on in our head. And my, my mentor said, you have to get to the place where you become comfortable being uncomfortable. Now, what is the key around that? It is removing judgment from the outcome. That's right. It's removing judgment from the outcome. When you remove judgment from any outcome, you'll be comfortable stepping into the promise and the possibility of the decision that you need to make. And if it doesn't work, it's not about judging yourself, saying, I screwed up, I made a mistake. Uh, why is this happening to me? God doesn't want me to have it. You know, poor me, having a pity party. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about that, okay, there was something you didn't understand. You need to learn, make a decision, and move forward again so that you can learn and master what it is that you're growing into. That's all it is. We learn by making mistakes. We have since we were children. You didn't, you didn't come out of your mother walking and running across the floor. You couldn't even roll over by yourself at first. But eventually, through trying and trying and trying, you mastered it. And before you knew it, you could walk and you could run, and now you don't even think about it, walking or running. You just get up and do it. It's the same with driving a car. It's the same with everything. We make mistakes first. And through the repetition of keep doing it over and over again, we eventually learn the right way. The right way becomes integrated into our thinking, our emotions, and our behavior, and it becomes part of who we are. All growth happens this way. But it doesn't happen if you don't do the first thing, which is make a decision to move in the direction of what is open to you as an opportunity to take you to the next level. Number two, number two, ask yourself what you have to release in order to get what you want. Very important. Now, I want you to think in uh, very interesting terms here. Every, everybody has the same amount of time in a day, so we'll start with time. We all have 24 hours in a day right? It doesn't matter whether you use a calendar or you don't use a calendar. Every day, every minute, every second of your day is taken up by something. It's either, it's either incrementally moving you in the direction that you want to go, 
or it's incrementally moving you in the direction that you don't want to go. And your finances are the same way. Um, your bank account is either taken up with debt or it's taken up with wealth. Uh, the, your, I mean, there's nothing in your life that is not full. I guess that's what I'm really trying to point out here. Nothing in your life is not full. So in order to bring something else in, you can't stretch the day, right? So what you have to do is to remove the things that no longer serve you in your life and make room for what you do want. So you have to ask, what do I, what do I have to release? And what should be taking up that space instead? If it's a way of thinking, replace those thoughts with thoughts that serve you better. If it's reworking your website um, so that you can be making more sales, then it's doing that. Or maybe it's not doing that at all and it's just making sales without doing that, okay? If it's a toxic relationship, relationship, get rid of it and bring in a healthy relationship. It could also be... Um, the, you know, like I talked about the thoughts that you think. If you're thinking about why you can't do something, you have to get rid of that thought and start thinking about how I can. Because if you can think a thought, if so let's say you're thinking about how to build a business, okay? You, can, you have a choice. You can think how I can't do it or how I can do it. There really is no middle ground. And whichever one you focus on is going to eventually become your reality. So you have to get rid of and release the things that are, that are in the space that you don't want and replace them with the things that you do want in that space. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.